Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Everybody, welcome to Nerdy People Don't Play Dungeons and Dragons, because we're playing Burn Bright. It's great. Uh, <laughs> joining us... Thank you. Joining us for these next few episodes, um, aside from our wonderful regular people, is a special guest who joined me on Better Homes and Dungeons once. Extra, extra special guest, can you introduce yourself? Uh, uh, hi, I am Sean Sunday. Uh, I'm a content creator up in Brisbane and a community manager for Ardent Roleplay and really excited to play Burnbright. Very cool. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll do... Now, Jacob, you are running the game. We're just going to do a quick uh, introduction of our characters, as in name, pronouns, and species, uh, or race. It's species for prepared. the game. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you. Josh does not do biology. Um, okay, uh, everyone, I am playing Quoncat. Uh, he, him, and he is an Eno, which is like a cat boy. Um, yes, he is chocolate brown with grey tiger stripes, and he definitely wears duster and cowboy hat. And other clothes as well. I mean, um, we can't forget maybe pants. Sometimes. Probably. Uh-uh. I do have a disguise badge, which lets me like change the look of my of what I'm wearing. So I could be wearing nothing but the disguise badge. It wouldn't be the first time. It would not be the first time. Yeah. Uh, Dame, given that you spoke up, who are you playing? Oh, good lord! All right, I must now be perceived. I am playing Ollie. Uh, she uses she/they pronouns. Her species is Zivoy, so she is a large, like five foot long slug like a flat worm kind of looking slug it's a, it's exciting she's an artist who is seeking to break her latest spiral of um art block so basically i'm just self-inserting like 100 percent, including the slug part <laughs> that is 100 percent a self-insert so how about Next, uh, Tyler. Sure. I will be playing Micros Oft. He's, uh, they, are, they, them are a Roar-Nan. Roar-Nan. Uh, basically, it's a, a collective pile of bugs that uh, make a uh, being. Um, and uh, we do not require pants. It would be difficult to find, like, at least one million pants for all bodies in your entity. Then how about Sean? Okay, uh, I... I am Swiftfire. I am a Peacecraft Explorer. And I am very fast and very excitable. Mm. <laughs> One cat is also very excitable, but in a very different way. Mm. Mm. And then... Uh, Ethan. Oh yeah, uh, I'm playing Thrykeen, uh, which is a kithok, which is a kind of bug dude. Uh, pronouns uh, dude and mate. Nah, he, him. Uh, kithoks are just friendly, cool guys. As I, I, I look through the law, and they're just they're just cool dudes. That's that's basically all I got to work off. Yeah, the kithok are like large, sort of like 
beetle type people. Alright, so in yep. case anyone didn't listen to the last episode of what Burnbright is, essentially it is a sci-fi uh, setting where we're all t- this is all taking place inside of a universe that is slowly being consumed as it's surrounded by this thing called the burn and is just slowly encroaching farther and farther in to where everyone is basically trying to live their lives inside without basically falling into the burn and disappearing whether what actually happens to people after they go inside the burn no one knows because no one ever sees them again um, where we're starting off is the group of adventurers have just kind of finished up a job in the Oz- Ozobni system, which is kind of like a small, cold, lifeless rock that they're landing on after having been um, been out answering a distress call. Um, there was some botanists that were attacked by space pirates and the crew managed to fend off the pirates and protect the botanists and depending on the crew potentially the most important part the hallucinogenic plants that they have okay, I guess you shot cold and after doing that they basically got them earned themselves a pretty good break the ask the scientists you know got a lift with them to Zopni and one of the <clears throat> things about this planet is it's essentially a large giant city over the entire planet. It is filled with casinos and restaurants and nightclubs and bars and spas, concert halls, there's karaoke, theater. Like it's a great place for the part for the group to kind of like visit and kind of relax a little bit. And it's kind of um, one of the worlds that's sort of in the center of the galaxy. So it's pretty far away from the burn. So the thing I'm going to ask each of you now is, what would your characters be doing in this basically party planet where you have some time to kind of relax or indulge your vices or help people? Like, what would you be doing going around? Let's start off with Quoncat. Yes. Uh, Quoncat would be probably being quite a social cat. Um, he, he's pretty social. I mean, uh, Inu are essentially inveterate bullshit artists and game players. Um, so he would have probably hit the tables for a little bit, um, then probably got bored or, or lost some money or something. Uh, then tried to find out without paying a debt because that's how this kitty rolls. Um, but he probably also would have gone to as many places that he could hit, um, like, you know, different clubs and bars and whatnot, and really just, like, tried to bullshit his way into as many things as, like, uh, catly possible. Okay. So if you're going through and doing all of that and you're trying to get information from people and you know kind of you know get things from people whether you're lying to them stealing from them 
how, how would you be going about doing that? What would you potentially be doing if I'm telling you this is a skill check? Um, I would probably go suave. Okay, so go ahead and do the roll suave. So, what dice do you have for your suave skill? I I have a one d ten. Uh, for my suave. Um, I also have a 1d10 for my perception, so would I use that to maybe try and, uh, like, scope out a, a, a target or some such? Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll two of your, uh, d10s. Uh, seven and an eight, so no matches. Cool. So... You managed to get this information, so I'm going to say that you get a condition that gives you sort of like a bonus for that particular skill for a little while. Um, essentially, what that mean is if I come up with another instance for this, using that particular skill will be one less difficulty. So if I say it's three, you only have to roll two. Okay. And then, okay, so I, I imagine I've, I've spied out someone who looks like they know some stuff. Yeah. I go, uh, I go for the approach. Awesome. What, what, what does person like, Jacob? Well, given that you are in a planet that is kind of like towards the center, there's a lot of people that have taken over into this giant city. So you have a huge distinction between like different areas of sort of the clientele or the people who are around so a few of the people that you've met the one that's particularly talking to you is actually a sorry is one of the uh, driftlings that has been on this planet for a while and essentially tells you that if you're really wanting to find some good targets, there's a lot over in the district near... Uh, there's a bar called the Wailing Diva. That's a concert hall. It tends to draw huge crowds and they imbibe a lot. So it's a great place if you're wanting to swipe things out of pockets. But be careful of some of the fancier clientele. Some of them are connected to the Overguild, and you really don't want to get on their bad side. I uh, I, t- I give this uh, driftling a, a tip of the cowboy hat, um, and uh, essentially sends like a communication to the rest of the team saying where I'm heading and why. Um, don't wait up, my friends. And uh, I head over to the Wailing Diva. And Ollie, what would you be doing on this? planet full of entertainment. Party people. Ollie would either be well, 
the long and the short of it is she'd be looking around for some sort of inspiration. So she'd be checking out the decor, uh, if there's any paintings or if there's any statues. Alternatively, since it is a party planet, she could just be down at whatever this uh, universe's version of a space hookah is and getting really high with some cool cats. Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for taking that. Thank you. I, hey. I was hoping. <laughs> I figured that would happen. So one of the things that you notice when you're looking around is there's a lot of areas that the buildings are very fancy and look like they've spent tons of money on them and the casinos are lavish some of the spas and areas that you walk by look very grand but also you know a few blocks later you see like things run down and people just kind of like who very much look like they are down on their luck and they are basically at times begging for money or food and given what you know about like the area a lot of people that have lost their homes and their planets to the burn have fled into the heart worlds to get as far away from the burn as possible so a lot of mm -hmm. these people are refugees who have been accepted here but they're not necessarily being treated overly well in this large wonderful place that is like oh we have so much money and everyone's doing all these fancy things but there's also people who are not living it up in the shadows excess wealth is only for the people at the top gotcha but if you're wanting a sort of like a hookah bar or something of that nature, you totally are able to find one. Um, what particular... Oh, I forgot to ask this earlier. Does Ollie... Is Ollie going around, like, as their normal self in... Or are they um, in a... Like, in a different body? I think in this instance, uh, they're just in their regular body. Like, they're not inhabiting someone else's <clears throat> body, so it's just uh, slug time. Okay, great. So, Swiftfire, what are you doing in this lavish city? Uh, well, at this point, Swiftfire would just be looking for anything interesting. He just wants to find stuff. He doesn't have a particular goal. He's just looking for something cool to explore and look around in. Um, so if you're just kind of looking around, you see that there's, you know, these massive concert halls and you hear blaring music coming from some of them. Like from one, you'll hear like a metal rock band playing. Um, another, you're hearing pounding techno music coming out of it. Um, you... I don't know. Is, is Swiftfire interested in any food at all? Not really. Like, being a mecha, he wouldn't really want to put that squishy stuff inside. 
but she's just sort of, you know, maybe trying to find, like, a cool abandoned building he can poke around in, or maybe there's something hidden under the city. Okay. He just likes to, to look around. Nice. So you're seeing plenty of stuff. Essentially, think of this as, like, an entire planet that is kind of, like... Vegas, if that's a reference that people at least have seen in like movies or something like that. Ironically, your hallucination is right, but not in a good way. So, Microsoft. Yes. What are you getting up to in this giant city? Uh, oh, well, of course, we are going to take advantage of all of the free food that this place has to offer. So, uh, we will be in the in the back backest of alleys looking through the garbage uh, the gutters um, anything you know if they're you know maybe taking some uh, chunks of old food and dipping it in the, the gutter water to make it nice and moist just just the way that we we bugs like it so uh, yeah just gotta you know living like kings even so though I... we're all drone bugs yes. So if you're searching for, like, the finest dumpsters to mm, partake yes. in, um, how would you go about finding those? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm assuming we, you know, it'd be, like, by smell, kind of, you know, sniffing around it, you know, approaching each one and kind of checking out each one, maybe dipping a, uh, a grouping of my, of my bug body, uh, you know, maybe like a hand-shaped oh, thing. that's right into into a dumpster to kind of feel around check out scouts so to speak okay so if you're doing this as sort of a searching type thing what kind of skill do you yeah. think you would use um perception cool so go ahead and roll two of whatever dice you have for that one so if i click on it i click on two and i click the roll button hey you passed. Just, hey, I found something, maybe. Well, you do, but you also... I perceive... Yeah. Oh, because you managed to find, like, really... I mean, it kind of depends. For you, it's really delicious. Like, for <clears> some <throat> other members of your group, it might not be. But for you, it kind of invigorates you. So, I'm going to say, like, you get a bonus condition for your... Uh, perception. So the next time you get use that one, you'll it'll be a little bit easier for you. Perfect. So I think I can actually set that in my character sheets. Yeah. So I think I just made it. Yeah. Maybe. And then, uh, Thrykeen, what are mm -hmm. you, you up to in this city Pop of? Crawl. So I, I I I looked at my character sheet and realized that uh, I had a brewer's kit, so I figured, you know, just gonna go around and, and sample all the local uh, local flavors, all the alcohol flavors. <clears throat> so sure. Awesome. Well, there are plenty of places for you to imbibe. Oh yeah. Um. What kind of Tarkin's gonna be late get back to the ship. <laughs> what kind of 
uh, skill do you think it would be for you, like, actually going and either finding this or consuming those alcohols or even maybe just saying, like, ooh, which one is better than the others? Well, it's either knowledge, uh, streetwise, or medicine. Probably not medicine. I mean, you can choose whichever one as long as you can have come up with like some reason as to why this one works all right well uh my medicine is a d4 so let's not do that um <laughs> i don't know streetwise i guess it would just be it would just be knowledge Alrighty. I roll. How do you roll on this thing? Um, so you'll see. Just slash roll d10. Yeah, just uh, roll two of them. Do I roll two dice or just one? Oh, two. All right. Two is like the minimum number of dice that you'll roll. Hey. An eight and a two. I don't know what that means. That means you pass. Yeah. So you find some really good alcohol that you really enjoy. Oh yeah, this is, I'm getting the right uh, alien hops to brew this one back and on the ship. So you'll get a bonus for your knowledge the next time you use it. I always get bonuses to knowledge when I'm drinking. <laughs> this is why I I team does so well at the pub quiz. Mm. Yeah. So you all are enjoying your different like uh, going around different bars going to different concert areas enjoying the fine dining of the dumpsters Can I ask a, a question about the place where I am? Yeah Given that it's called the Wailing Diva I assume it has really big energy Sorry, what? Given that it's called the Wailing Diva, I assume it has Moby Dick energy. I mean, if that includes very loud, pounding techno music. Sure. Jacob is like, I absolutely refuse to acknowledge that, Josh. I'm just not. Yeah, we're not doing this, Josh. I am. I'm so sad you made him say it a second time. I was like, no, you didn't hear him. No. I had that joke years ago. Hmm. I'm sorry, I actually didn't hear him the first time and it's like, I don't know if I should even ask or if I should just keep going, <laughs> but I asked anyways. And if yes. you ever wondered, Jacob, just go with God. And yes, yeah. everyone, I did regret yeah. it. <laughs> God. So do you all have a like time set up where you can kind of like meet together? Are you inviting each other to a different location to do something? I mean, I assume I stumble back to the ship eventually. Do I have to yeah. pass a medicine roll for that? Because that's going to be really hard. <laughs> that, that's a mental skill. I assume you'd probably be rolling, like, maybe athletics. <laughs> Can you put one foot in front of the other? They got these chewy pretzels here. So I think it's one of beer. <laughs> You had a good amount of time that you're able to have some fun. It's getting pretty late. And while you're out and about, 
like the crowd's buzzing still there's a lot of music going there's still cars going down the street it's really busy when all of a sudden you hear like screaming from the crowd and like the sound of like cars like slamming on brakes there's like crashing sound as like some of you can look over and you see like a light pole has crashed to the ground as a spaceship has landed in an intersection it's like you're a dumbass oh dear mm. oh well that's about it I am un- uh, dang it we are unfamiliar with the uh, the way things work on this planet but I do not we do not believe that is normal No, it is definitely not. And you can see that there are people in the crowd like rushing to move away from this scene as figures in robes have what looks to be fire leaping from their hands and shooting out into the crowds. Oh dear. Uh, Ollie looks down at the hookah pipe and then looks at the person she's smoking with and says, do you see that too? That's real. It's like, yeah. What? And the person looks back at Ollie like, okay, you see it too? Yeah, it's gotta, unless it's a group hallucination, it's gotta be real. Hey, can you see that? Yeah. I think this is stronger than we thought. <clears throat> the botanists right. have never just... seen this hallucination with their plants before. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that bit from Peep Show. Mark, as someone who knows me, is a good friend who knows me really well, is the bottom half of me on fire? No. Are you tripping, Hands? <laughs> Shit I'm seeing, I fucking well hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Quoncat um, is going to place himself in an advantageous position so that if someone who looks wealthy is running past him, I can just yoink something out of their jacket pocket. <laughs> I mean, you are free to, uh, like, I can roll a yoink. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm going to say there is a rush of people. And if you're trying to be sort of specific with where your uh, who your target is, um, it's going to be we'll say difficulty four, but because you have your bonus, it's only going to be three dice. Okay. Okay, and you manage to swipe an item off of it. Okay. Um, I am going to, if I can, uh, if they maybe have like a small like laser pistol or some kind of small ranged weapon, because I don't know if I brought mine for a night on the town. So I may as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit! I might need something. Uh, look, you look armed, and you're running away. That's that's what a waste. I'll borrow that. Yes. So most of the 
the people as you are kind of still either exiting the bars or moving about you kind of this draws a lot of attention because it's not every day a spaceship lands in the middle of a city let alone in the middle of an intersection and they seem to be kidnapping someone you see a large kuthuk that is surrounded by some of these people and they clearly have a hold of him and are dragging him towards this spaceship no not a fellow kuthuk I declare vengeance on these villains. They have wronged me. (laughs) So one of the things that this will happen as sort of a encounter or is taking place is um, they will basically declare what they are doing and then it is up to all of you to choose what you will be doing. And um, so as an example, there's uh, two of these folks are in uh, green robes and the four that are in yellow robes are the ones that seem to be perhaps like the there's not a nicer way of saying it like they're lower on the totem pole as you can see one of the uh, green robe figures is an Eno that's shouting at the crew the crowd that you'll not fear Galmak if you learn to hear his word those who do not convert will die in fire come with us or burn either way you shall enter Gumlak's light as they shoot fire into the crowd and hit one of the folks and engulf them in flames. Holy shit. Mm. Dinner cool. and a show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know at what point in the pub crawl I've been interrupted from, but I'm probably quite vulnerable to, to open flames right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how how alcohol will affect a Kathuk, but I also don't know if they would be sweating things from their pores. Or even if they have pores. Well, at the very least, uh, Ollie's already blazed, so we don't have to worry about her. Hey. Uh, we would like to approach the uh, the robed people and uh, ask... Uh, we are very interested in your what you are proposing. Do you have any pamphlets or literature so we can do our due diligence and research? Okay. So it sounds like you will be starting us off. So let me <laughs> tell you what they all will do first. These few will, two of them at the top, will continue to drag this poor Kithuk up towards the ship. The two back, or closest to you, will just be shooting fire off into the crowd. 
Jacob, I can't see the map. Yeah, I'm just about to say. Oh, no. Wait. do reveal. I thought it was revealed. Sorry. Let me fix that. But, yes, they will be trying to... Can you see things now? Not yet. But yeah, look, we we we, uh, we can all play theater of the mind. It's all about the big black square from here. This is very strange. Gee, cultists are these cultists are so organized. They turn the lights off. <laughs> Anyways, anyone here got dark vision? So if um, it sounds like Microsoft wants to go first. Um, if you're wanting to try and ask them about pamphlets and joining, um, what skill would you say you're using to try and uh, keep them from basically setting you on fire? Mm, uh, well, I guess, would it be like a suave or presence? I mean, both of those are all fours. All my socials are, are fours, so it's I'm not a very... Uh, social being. That's alright. Um, so one of the things about uh, skills in combat is that the first skill you use in like your turn basically is always at rank 2. So that means it would only be you having to roll two dice. Okay. And the more actions you take, it goes up another rank. So if you tried to do an action after that, it would go up to three, and so on. Okay, so I, mean, I guess I would use presence. Okay. I will roll that. Fail. That That is a fail. And so this is where you would mark off that you use one of your D4 dice, along with whichever dice you'd used earlier. So you can start building towards the Nova point to enable some of your better abilities. Um, but I've rolled a failure prompt for you, and your latest success is undone. So can you maybe tell us what went wrong with the food that you ate? Oh, oh, all of this food, it, it, it's cooked, and it's sealed, and there's no... Uh, there are no germs or microbes on on it at all. It, this is uh, almost undigestible. Undigestible. So I'm, I think with that you're going to lose the added bonus of your perception condition because okay. you a number of you feel queasy. So. After this, anyone who wants to go next, you have the options. Sean, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. Um... Oh, damn. Well, this this is an interesting opportunity. And Swiftfire is just going to, like, crouch down and fire his boosters... So he can launch up over the top of this wreck and just start looking at everything excitedly. Awesome. I have the um, like the boosters to full. 
So do you... is like. Uh, let me see how that works. I can't actually remember how that works. Oh. But I've got the flight boosters, the enhanced boosters, and then the next one up. Okay, so I was just going to ask like, whether or not Swiftfire had things that like allowed them to fly, and it does sound like they do. So, cool. so you're up in the air, kind of looking down over what is happening. Yeah. Um, that's just a move action, so you don't have to roll for that one. Okay. Um, you can still take another action if you want to. Because you okay. do see that there's this group of six people and they're clearly trying to kidnap people and force them onto their ship and they're attacking people in the crowd. Somewhat Okay, in that case, I'm going to use my... What was it that I had? What's it called? Or can I use it? Maybe I can't use it yet. Hang on, here we go. Um... Oh, yeah, I don't think I can use it yet. It's a Nova ability, so no, I can't use it yet. That's all right. Um, I'm going to try to shoot one of them with my laser pistol. Great. Um, what skill would you be using for trying to do this? Um, that is a good question. Let me have a look at the skills thing again, because I've lost my sheet. Where'd the information go? Here we go. Man, this sucks. Like, my character has, like, a t-shirt and a baton and a grenade in his character <laughs> sheet. You get a jetpack? Hey, why didn't you buy a jetpack? I didn't know you could do that. Well, I well, mean, I'm, I can't I... Yeah, I am literally a mech, so, like, I just bought as meant as much boosters as i could possibly have and i also have two chainsaws that are swords <laughs> what that's so cool no, i'm re-rolling i gotta re-roll yeah i just i managed to get Stop a really cool. good the game i gotta redo my character <laughs> so yeah for I... everyone who's listening like the look of joy on everyone's faces at the mention of like two like chainsaw swords Not one but just... two Everyone was so he's happy. Essentially in the assault, video. He's essentially he's a Warhammer 40k assault marine. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes. I have never played Warhammer 40k, but I am assuming that that is something pretty hectic. But he's basically sure. he's smaller than a normal peacecraft. He's only about eight or nine foot tall, so he's oh, like only. lighter. He, well, they're usually more like 15, 20 foot tall. Oh, okay. Like so he's quite small for prime. Yeah, he's quite small. He's more like bumblebee sized. Um, right. But he's he's optimized for speed rather than heavy combat. That's awesome. So he he uses his boosters to fly in fast, and he's got the the hot chain swords, so he can <laughs> cut things open. Um, so I think, oh man, I can't actually tell. Where are the skills? Um, so, there's, like, the three different sets of them I think you should be able to see on the screen right now. Yes, I think, oh, here we go. I've got, I can see what the skills are, but because yeah. I lost player sheet, I can't tell, remember what my roles are. All right, so I'm going to use... D8 or something. Or, or yeah. 
I put I remember I put more into melee than I had ranged. Makes so sense. So assume that I've got a D4 for ranged. Okay. So that seems to be what the the base thing there is. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens. <laughs> Just roll the two D four. That's a four. Four. Wait, were they both fours? What, what numbers were they? No, no, three and a one. Oh, hey, then it works. Cool. So you. Awesome. Well, yeah, I just want to, like, shoot whichever one is about to grab someone, like, shoot it in the leg or something. All right. And you stop it from... can totally hit one of these uh, small cultists. And you hit them as they kind of rear back a bit. Um, one of the things that you do notice when you do hit them is that they fall down and then are engulfed in flames. And I'm making okay. a note of that one. But it's not as they... though you set them on fire. They, Their fire has engulfed them. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I haven't even used the hot stuff yet, so this is, this is interesting. That wasn't even the good armor. <laughs> and so you pass that one. Would you like to push your luck and try doing another action, or would you like to pass and not um, risk a failure? Can I? I don't know how this works. Can I just like so use my boosters and like buzz overhead with both of my chainsaws, just? and see if I can scare them. Yeah, um, I'll say you, that would probably be a thing that you could do to, like, pick one, and tr you could maybe try and intimidate that one, or, like, do something to, like, throw them off. Yeah, yeah, that would be great if I could uh, try to intimidate one. I just want to don't want to get, like, right up in its face yet, but just mm -hmm. sort of magpie style. <laughs> fly past and then just sort of spin around and just gun both chainsaws really loudly. Got it. Yeah. Um, so which skill do you think you'd use for that one? Um, let me have a look at the skill chart. Because uh... this would be up to a rate of three. So you'd have to roll three dice. Okay. Um... I'm going to say this is probably presence, and I remember I put some points into that, but I don't remember how many. Okay, so I would guess it's probably not a D4, so maybe a D6 or a D8? Yeah, I'd say a, a D6 sounds vaguely familiar. And we can make sure we get that up before next time. Yeah, I will uh, make sure that that is spick and span for next time. I don't know what I did. So is that 3d6 I'm supposed to roll? Yes. Okay. That's a 12 all up. Okay. Um, what's a 3, the... a 5, and a 4. Hey, none of them match. So you are able to kind of terrify one of these guys 
So instead of hitting someone in the crowd, he's going to miss them. Excellent. That's good. I like that. And speaking of next time, uh, unfortunately, I have to go back to work and, and do the thing that Pink builds. So yep. we'll find out what Concat and um, Ollie do next time. Uh, can we do a quick round of socials? Everyone, Sean is our guest. Please go first. Oh, okay. You can find me pretty much everywhere under Sean Sunday Art. If you're an RPG creative in Australia, you can find the RPG Creatives Discord on my Twitter as well. Uh, and same for Australian Illustrators. Dame. You can find me on Twitter at Dame Does Art. Excellent. Uh, Ethan. Uh, I got Zussie too. Same as every week. Tyler. Uh, just like every other week as well, uh, at Ronald Who's on Twitter, if you want to chat with me. Jacob. You can find me on Twitter at jabbittsiu. Excellent. And I can be part of Nerdy People D&D. Uh, yeah, please check out Better Homes and Dungeons. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.